What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bridging the Geekdoms. I'm your host, Robert Slavinsky. And how's it going? It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, last week, actually, let me, uh, there we go. That's a little bit better. Yeah, last week, uh, I went and got to see Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness, so I didn't get a chance, we didn't get a chance to do a show last week. But this week, we are definitely going to do a show. Uh, it is the unpopular spoiler discussion of Multiverse of Madness. And yes, I believe this is going to be an unpopular discussion. And as soon as Ken is able to get on here, uh, he's having some trouble getting from Earth 838, I believe. He is, yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, maybe he's got to catch up with America Chavez to, to get his the portal open to be able to get back here to 616, because yes, we are Earth 616, in my opinion. But how's it going, everybody? You know, I, I, I got to say this past week's been kind of fun. Uh, it's been interesting for sure. Let's see, you got a comment. Derpy Gaming, this movie sucks. Seven and a half out of ten. Well, Derpy Gaming, this movie sucks. Seven and a half. Seven and a half is not that bad of a rating, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, you could say it sucked, but seven and a half, I would... Heck, I have... I have a couple of the Star Wars movies up at seven and a half, and I wouldn't say they suck. So that's kind of an odd number to say this movie sucked seven and a half out of ten. Now, if you would have said like three and a half or two and a half out of ten, that would have made a little sense. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and say that the movie sucked. And we're going to get into it here in a little bit when Ken jumps on. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's definitely a movie that didn't live up to the expectation, for a Marvel film, it sucks. And now, Derby, why why do you think it sucks as a Marvel film? Because I think you're not far off there. <laughs> but I'm also not saying it's the worst of the Marvel films. Uh, I'd say this is about the middle of the pack, in my opinion. But what what about it being a Marvel film? Why does it suck for you in that regard? Because I think it was a damn good Sam Raimi film. Uh, it, 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 it had everything that Raimi does in all of his movies, his transitions, his jump scares, his twisted horror, even the, the makeup and the, the special effects were all Sam Raimi. And is that the reason why you think it sucks as a Marvel film? Because I don't, I don't, I would not put that as a reason why it sucks as a Marvel film, uh, because you hire directors to come in and, put their twist on it, put, have their fingerprint on what they're doing. And if you don't allow the directors to do that, what's the point? What is the point of bringing a director into a movie if you're not going to allow them to shine and show what they're capable of doing? So again, Sam Raimi coming in, if that's the reason, Derby, that you didn't think it was a good Marvel movie, then that's all, you know, that's, that's your opinion. Film is objective. But I don't think that's a good reason to say, oh, it's a bad Marvel film. If you're going to say it's because of Raimi, but we're going to get way into that, way, way into that a little bit later here. Um, Ken seems to be having some laptop problems, he's saying. So we'll see. Uh, so we'll get started here with everything and uh, we'll go with we already did the welcomes, but welcome. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, for those of you who have never been here before, or have never listened, or if you're somebody who just hasn't listened in a while, our show has a new formula. It, it, it's something that we've been tweaking over the last few months, maybe a year or so. Now, the first half of the show, uh, usually 15, 20 minutes, give or take, 
uh, is dedicated to newsworthy stories, be it reviews, be it big news that's dropped, trailer reactions, what have you. And then we do that for about 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes, depending on how much there is out there. And then finally, we have a main topic that we cover for the final half of the episode or more. And this week, we are going to be talking all about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, let, let me let me just you know um, put out there, specify that this is going to be an open spoiler discussion. We're not going to hold back anything. We're just going to discuss anything and everything that comes to mind when it comes to Multiverse of Madness. It's been out for a week. Uh, I'm, I'm sure if you haven't seen it, you shouldn't be clicking on these videos for open discussions about a movie that you haven't seen if you don't want to be spoiled. But just putting it out there, you know, if you want to listen to us, if you want to watch this episode, just be aware that once we get into the Doctor Strange stuff, it will be spoiler filled, completely spoiler filled. Now, I'm going to jump in and talk about Moon Knight. Now, Moon Knight, the finale was last week. Uh, just a day before Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out. And I got to tell you, the episode wasn't great, but I also don't think it's as bad as so many were saying it is. It's, there's a lot of people out there saying that it was a terrible episode, that they they did not like what came from this, the, this series. I, I agree that it left a lot to be desired. I agree that there was more um, that was left unsaid uh, and more questions. I think we had more questions at the end than what we did going into the finale. But that's not to say that it wasn't good. I think the show, it had its ups and downs. I think it was rushed. I think that's the biggest problem with this show is that it felt rushed. And it seems like they have a budget. And their budget is like we can get X amount of hours. We can get X these people here for X amount of days. And we got to make a story work there. And I think that's what's hurting Marvel right now, because the same thing, the same kind of thing happened and felt with the Hawkeye show. You know, Hawkeye was only six episodes and it just felt rushed as well. It seems like there's this issue right now. And I think I'm not going to say it's Marvel. I think it's Disney Plus. I think it's Disney saying, look, these are the budgets we're going to give to our Disney Plus shows because they don't want to go crazy and, and just give all this money to something that in all honesty doesn't bring in revenue. I mean, yeah, it brings subscribers in, but I've been a subscriber to Disney plus since the day it launched and they're getting my, what is it? Nine 99 a month. And that's it. It's not new subscribers they're getting. And that's kind of the issue that's going on with Netflix right now is they're losing subscribers and all these shows that they've been putting out, they haven't been getting any revenue from. So they're talking about, uh, they're talking about putting ads now, an ad tier on Netflix, and Disney Plus is doing the same thing by the end of this year. I think once we see that happen, I think we're going to start seeing an uptick in some of the in the length of some of these shows. I, I really think it comes down to budget. Why things like Moon Knight and Obi Wan, which comes out in a couple weeks, is only six episodes. Now that's something that seems to have been planned for a while, but I'm thinking that that because remember they announced it and they announced it was going to be six episode miniseries or, or limited series and then they scrapped that story and got a new story a new writer in there so to me it kind of seems like they're they're stuck in this six episode like little field here and that's what they have to go with to uh 
make these shows. Uh, let's see, Ken. I don't see anything you see me, but let me know your thoughts on Moon Knight uh, in the comments below. And yeah, what did, what did you think of the show? Because I thought it was a very interesting take. I think Oscar Isaac did a phenomenal job playing two and you know even three characters, four characters, five characters. If you really think about it, I mean, when it all comes down to it, it was five different characters throughout the entire show that he did play. I think it was really, really impressive what he was able to do. And, and personally, I think that he should be up for some kind of award come award ceremony, uh, whether they submit him for the possibility or whether he gets nominated however that works. I don't know, but <clears throat> let me know your thoughts below and everything that's going on or what you thought of the show or yeah, of Moon Knight. That is what I want to talk about. All right, moving on to the next thing here. We're going to talk about the flash and it seems like every single week there's something new with the flash and it's just, uh, just non-stop. So it looks like over at ScreenGeek.net, which they've been known to drop some things here and there over the last few years. They are stating that Warner Brothers is considering replacing Ezra Miller as the Flash with Dylan O'Brien. Now, Dylan O'Brien is known for, what is it, the Maze Runner series, I believe. But uh, here's what they say here. Whoops. Ah, what is going on? Let's do this. Uh, it's unclear how many actors have topped Warner Brothers' list to replace Ezra Miller as the Flash. However, one such name that a source close to the situation has informed us about is Dylan O'Brien. The 30-year-old actor is known for roles in both television and film, including MTV series Teen Wolf. He also played the lead character in Love and, in Love and Monsters. So this is really, really interesting because there's so many people out there that with everything going on with Ezra Miller, all these shenanigans that have happened in Hawaii where he's been arrested multiple times, had restraining orders put on him. He threatened to kill somebody. He chokeslammed somebody a couple years ago. He called out the KKK. All this stuff that he's doing on social media and in the public eye is not a good look for Warner Brothers, especially when you talk about a multi-million dollar franchise that the flash is going to be and he is going to be the face he the actor who is playing the flash will be the face of that character for years to come and that's an issue because if you have an actor who is just kind of like going all willy-nilly and and not not acting like a human being should act that's a big problem so I think when it comes down to it, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there have been discussions, if there have been some discussions on whether or not they should replace Ezra Miller or not. Now, I reached out and talked to a couple people. It's nobody close to the situation. Uh, these are some other scoopers that are out there. And they reached out to some of their contacts and they're assuring everyone that this is false. This is false information right now that they are not currently looking to replace Ezra Miller, but that they are talking about what they can do to fix his image moving forward. So I think that's an interesting thing because I think Warner Brothers at this point in time with David Zaslav coming in, Discovery taking over, I think it's really interesting because 
he needs to right the ship. He needs to make sure that everything is moving in the right direction. And the easiest thing for him to do right now would be to just eliminate, get rid of Ezra Miller. I mean, that's, that's the smartest thing to do at this point in time. You get rid of Ezra Miller and a lot of your problems go away with what he's been doing. But, but according to reports right now, it's, they're saying that no, no, he's not going to be replaced, which I think is, is a ballsy move at this point in time, because I, I do think that he's not going to learn unless something big happens to him and something big that would happen would be him being removed from his leading man in a huge franchise. But what can you do about the movie that's out now? They can't reshoot it. They've already put a hundred million, $200 million into this film. They already started marketing. They're in deep in post-production. So it's not like they're going to stop post-production on this to reshoot Ezra Miller scenes with another actor. Not only that, but he plays two characters in this movie. So that is a lot of reshooting and it would be, way too difficult for them to do that. So I, I think I understand why they're saying, look, we're going to, you know, the, the, the background noise is no, they're not going to replace him, but they're going to take a look and try and fix his image moving forward. That way they can still get this movie out, the flash movie out next year without any worry. But I can tell you this right now, if something pops up over the next six, seven months, uh, where Ezra Miller is in, trouble again doing something dumb um i think that's where we're going to see some issues for sure <clears throat> wasn't this debunked yeah and that's kind of what i'm talking about right now i i and and you know andrew you're asking if this was debunked yeah it, it pretty much was i mean there's insiders and scoopers that have been talking about this for the last uh you know week or so and yeah it, it is all but debunked right now um and i'm just kind of explaining the thought process behind if they should, if they won't, why they should, why they, they shouldn't, because I, I do think it's something that they need to explore down the line. I do. I think this is something that, like I said, if in six months, seven months, Ezra decides to, you know, do something dumb again, if he threatens somebody else, gets a restraining or gets arrested, throws a chair at somebody again, I think at that point in time, Warner brothers doesn't have a choice, but to fire Ezra Miller, from that role. And here's the thing. It's possible that they could be planning on doing that after the movie comes out at this point in time. Uh, I mean, you, you have to realize how a business works because if they were to do that right now, if they were to fire Ezra Miller right now, that would look horrible. And the return on the flash movie would be much lower. Then you have to think about this. Let's say people go see the flash after they fired him and they love it. And they thought that he did an amazing job. Well, then you have an issue on your hands right there on, well, we fired him. Should we bring him back? So there's a lot of issues here. So I, I definitely get some people's want for him to be fired. And I also understand why the, the studio wouldn't want to fire him right now. Andrew asked, do you think Michael Keaton's Batman is the only legacy character from past DC films they're bringing back? Well, it's interesting you asked that, Andrew, because I've been talking for about a year now. A lot of names that I've heard pop up. Uh, you know, I've heard that they're going to use old footage from um, Christopher Reeves. I heard old footage from the Wonder Woman show, possibly even 66 Batman. 
I've heard those things, whether that's going to pan out, whether, and, and again, those would be kind of blinking. You miss some moments I've heard, but you know, there've been some test screenings already and we haven't heard about those legacy characters popping up there. And after what we just witnessed with Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, I think at this point to start speculating on all the different types of cameos, who and who we may not see in this movie, which again is dealing with a multiverse. Yes, I get it's DC, not Marvel. I think it's just kind of foolish right now because honestly, we were all bamboozled going into Doctor Strange. Uh, I, I don't think we should get our hopes up in seeing a handful, two handfuls worth of different characters in this movie at all because honestly i i just i i don't want to be disappointed that's <laughs> that's pretty much it i just i just don't want to be disappointed again andrew uh but yeah i mean i've heard some names uh i think i've mentioned them in 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 my shows in the past i've heard things like nick cage um what else i heard obviously you know all the the current people that are going to be in it the you know, wonder woman aquaman flash Affleck's batman Keaton's Batman. So I've heard all those names as well. So have you. So uh, again, I think at this point in time, keep your expectation low on who could be in this film. There's multiple cuts of the movie right now. That's why they keep testing it. There was a test that just happened the other day. Supposedly, supposedly, supposedly there was a test that happened the other day. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens, Andrew. Uh, all right. Moving on to the next story here. Gotham Knights. Now it's kind of funny because I, I, I plan to talk about this. And then today some news came out about another Gotham Knights project that's going on. Now, the first one I want to talk about is the actual um, video game that is being made right now. And I kind of wanted to show this because honestly, I mean, come on, like, look at this crap. Like I I'm not even kidding. Like, all right. Graphics aren't terrible. But this, look at this. Look how clunky this looks. Now, I was a huge fan of the Batman Arkham series. And that that game, you know, kind of stemmed from other games before it, such as like Devil May Cry, God of War, and games similar to that, Ninja Gaiden. Um, a lot of those games were these semi-open world games that had a battle system similar to this. And... Over time, you know, they've gotten better. They've, they've, you know, look at Spider-Man. Spider-Man on the PlayStation uh, 4 was fantastic. Spider-Man Miles Morales built on it. And the Arkham games did the same thing. Every game they improved and got bigger and better. This to me, well, yeah, I see how big it looks. I get that. But it just, it looks clunky and bad. And I mean, I just, I don't know, man. Like. I know people people were excited about this game, but man, again, this Gotham Knights video game, besides the story on, you know, Batman being dead or whatever, like, I don't know. I'm just not digging the, the feel of this game. I, I'll probably check it out. I probably will try and play it. I'm sure my kids are going to want to play it, so I, I'll probably get a chance to play it through them. But in all honesty, man, this game just does not, not look good. Not even a little bit. But let me know your thoughts below on The Flash 
and on the Gotham Knights video game. Uh, I also want to talk about Gotham Knights, the TV show, which CW has been developing for the better part of a year now. And let me take those off. And it seems like the CW has greenlit the series, uh, at least for a pilot. <laughs> and I don't know, guys. Like, um, when you think about CW and what they've done, it, it, here, let me see if I can find it. Uh, so the pilot officially wraps. So they, it looks like they greenlit the show, like to being a show. Let's see here. Two hours ago. I don't like that website. Um, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. Gotham Knights, the CW picks up new DC series. Gotham Knights are officially headed to television on Thursday. It was announced that the CW has given a series order to Gotham Knights, a new live action series inspired by characters from DC Comics. The series was one of three potential pilots for the season. Uh, let's see. Set in its own continuity, Gotham Knights is now the third DC inspired series to be greenlit in 2022-2023 season in addition to Seasons of the Flash and Superman and Lois coming back. Batwoman, Legends of Tomorrow, and Naomi were recently canceled from CW. Uh, Gotham Knights, in the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder, his rebellious adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for killing the caped crusader. And as the city's most wanted criminals, this renegade band of misfits must fight to clear their names. But in Gotham, with no Dark Knight to protect it, the city descends into the most dangerous it's ever been. However, hope comes from the most unexpected places, as this team of mismatched fugitives will become its next generation of saviors. The series will star Oscar Morgan as Turner Hayes, uh, Anna Lore as Stephanie Brown, Olivia Rose, Keegan as Duella Dent, Navia Robinson as Carrie Kelly, Fallon Smith as Harper Rowe, Tyler DeChair... De Chichiara as Cullen Rowe and Misha Collins as Harvey Dent. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to this at all, not even a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I'm over the CW shows. I've been over them for the last few years now, so I don't even bother at this point in time. Um, I just don't see the point anymore. I don't. I do not see the point anymore, but let me know your comments below what you think of the video game Gotham Knights and what you think about the show that's coming out. All right. So we're going to get to Dr. Strange here and it's out. And with it is a bunch of mixed bag of opinions. So let's talk about it right now. Uh, leading up to this movie, fans had been speculating on what we could see a movie touting multiverse. So boldly in its malt and its marketing Obviously, it was meant to evoke excitement and all the possibilities. Prior to seeing Multiverse of Madness, it was thought you would have to see at the very least the first Strange film as well as WandaVision. And while I would say the most important thing to have knowledge of prior is WandaVision, this movie sort of ignores both the major beats from both that and the first Doctor Strange movie. So I kind of wanted to say that that was, that was kind of my quick review, non-spoiler review of Doctor Strange. Uh, 
so let's kind of dive into some of the things. My my expectations were pretty high for this movie because since Endgame, we've had some decent films. Far From Home, No Way Home, uh, Shang-Chi, Eternals. We've had some decent films over the last few years. But this is the first film that we were getting that truly felt like it was going to be an event, like a huge event with the exception excuse me, with the exception of No Way Home, mind you. But No Way Home always, the Spider-Man's films have always felt, while they are within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a little disconnected in my opinion. So this was the first movie where I was like, okay, this is going to be the one that really like sets off what this next generation of Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be. And like I said, when a movie is so boldly touting multiverse, you expect to get some crazy ass shenanigans uh, and you know whether it's know, new worlds or you know intriguing cameos, you're expecting something like that when the word multiverse is used. And to say the least, we didn't get that. We just didn't. Now, <laughs> I typically will go and do like a an overview of the film. I'm not going to do that. I think anybody who is is listening or watching this has, has seen the movie, so you understand everything that's going on in the film. So I want to kind of jump into my thoughts on the, 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 the movie itself. And again, it just, it wasn't great in the grand scheme of things. And earlier in the show, when I first started, we had, we had Derpy Gaming jump on and say, uh, for a Marvel movie, this sucks. It sucked. Uh, okay, but why? Like, I, I, I want to hear your opinion on why you think it sucked. That's what I want you to do. So if you're watching, if you're listening, throw down in the comments why you think this movie was great or why you think it sucked. Because that having an understanding of what your feelings are can only enhance and make everything better in the long run. I'm not saying Kevin Foggy sits here and watches Bridging the Geekdoms. I wish he did, but I don't think he does. <laughs> but... I think, you know, getting a, a good message out there on your feelings on something is better than just saying this sucks or it's not good. So for me, when I really sit there and, and think about this movie, you know, I came out, I did a out of theater reaction for it and I came out and I was like, yeah, it's a movie. I, and, and that's kind of my response to any movie I see that's just meh. It's a movie. It is. There's no denying that. More specifically, this is a Sam Raimi movie. This is the most Sam Raimi movie we've had in quite some time because it it gives you everything and anything that he's ever built within his filming career in this film. And I loved it for that. I loved that aspect of it. I, I love the little horror aspects he brought to it. I loved his, his more 90s take on the editing process 90s early aughts kind of editing process I, I didn't mind that I kind of liked that it was it was a nice little nostalgia bit for me there but I did have issues with this movie and I think part of it is because there's not any show or tell with this Wanda immediately is evil in this movie after we just watched six hours five six hours of WandaVision where she comes to the realization that she should not do harm to others to get what she wants. She immediately, even before this movie even starts is out there killing fools to get America Chavez to kill America Chavez to get her abilities. 
And that completely negates this, the, the story arc, which we got in WandaVision. And, and don't give me this bullshit about the dark hole. That is lazy writing. That is lazy writing. Because when you think about it, you want to see these events happen. You want to see these turns happen. Yes, there was a post-credit scene of WandaVision where she's sitting there reading the Darkhold. But what that tells you in that moment when she's reading the Darkhold is, oh, that's dangerous. She's going to get into some issues there, some trouble there. And that's all you have. What built up to that? What was her mind like? What was going on inside of her that led to her becoming a killer? And yes, you can say the loss and all that, but no, no, because she came to an understanding in WandaVision. So that's lazy writing. So that that's issue number one I have with this. Number two is the scope of this film. Again, I'm going to keep saying this. When your title has the word multiverse in it, you need to deliver on that. What I think happened because if you remember, Scott Derrickson was originally attached to direct this film, and I believe he was supposed to write it as well. I, I may be mistaken on that, but Scott Derrickson was attached to direct this movie. And I think he left for, you know, difference of opinion. Like there was, you know, they didn't, ha they weren't on the same level. I think that was where the issues began because they announced this movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and everyone's like, whoa! Multiverse, everybody's all excited. I was, and you get to that point, and then there's changes that happen. The director leaves, you bring in a new director, and then they start toying with the story a bit. Then you had a year, year and a half off because of COVID, and you had this, and then they had to move that, and they had to, to change the script because of what happens in Spider Man. Things had to be changed in Spider Man, and all these changes were happening. And I think, in the grand scheme of things, they lost focus of what they were actually trying to do with this movie. Over that time, fans were just building this film up bigger and bigger than what it could have been. And that's their fault. I don't, they should not have come out with the title before they actually had the story completed. And <laughs> I think that's an issue. This movie had two alternate universes we went into. Yes, it is a multiverse. Yes, that means there's three. That's multiple. I get it multiverse there's three what have you i get it but it was disappointing because the main one that they go into is very similar to the main mcu timeline the third one they go into is a destroyed universe so it's not like we went anywhere that was intriguing or fun or different we saw glimpses of that when they were falling through the portals but we didn't see it and i have issue with that the, the amount of sets that were in this film also were, what was there, five, six sets total? That's really small when you're, again, talking about the multiverse. It's just annoying to me to think that this movie had so much potential. And I'm not even talking about the cameos. I haven't even gotten to the cameos part. But just the adventure that this movie could have taken us on. To, to revealing this multiverse, this, this massive multiverse, to be condensed into three universes. That's just, that's just baffling how they could let that happen. Uh, the cameos. 
Don't get me wrong. I love seeing John Krasinski as, as Reed Richards. That was great. Loved Reed Richards as John Krasinski. I know there's some people that don't like it, which is really bizarre to me. I don't think they should use Professor Xavier, or I'm sorry, Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier. I don't think they should have. I think that they should have um, gone a different direction, whether it's getting a new one or I, I don't know. <laughs> but James McAvoy, was he available? He's just too old at this point. And I get the nostalgia and the, the, you know, the joy that people get out of seeing him play this character. But he didn't work for me, especially when you take a look at these camos, camos, cameos. And it was essentially five minutes total between all of them screen time. And they all died like little bitches pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I get they're trying to show the potential and the, the threat that Wanda is. But here's where it falls flat. We don't see their abilities. Like Mr. Fantastic, we know he's smart. He stretches his arms and then he's dead. We know the abilities of Professor Xavier. I'll give him that. This Monica or Maria Rambo, whatever Rambo it is, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. We understand Captain Marvel's powers, but how is she different? That's what I want to see. Captain Carter. Yeah, we saw her in What If, but we did, not the general audience. So, you know, they didn't, and Black Bolt, <laughs> I mean, they did show off his ability. And the way he died, again, love the Rayaminess of this movie. That is 100% Rayami. But that's my point. You want to show how strong and powerful Wanda is. You need to give us a more impactful way of showing that. And it, it just wasn't, it wasn't impactful. It was shocking. Like the way she killed some of these fools. Yeah, it was absolutely shocking. But it wasn't showing off any impact. If that makes sense. And... They did come out and say that they were trying to get Superior Iron Man, Iron Man played by Tom Cruise in the movie. Scheduling couldn't work out. And it makes sense because when you watch his film, the Ultron bots are there. And for the, you know, the viewers, the Ultron bots were created by Iron Man. Yet there's no Iron Man there in the Illuminati. I, I truly believe that the Superior Iron Man character was replaced by Captain Marvel. I do. I think that's what they did because they couldn't get Tom Cruise to do the scheduling. So they just swapped him out like that. That's not a bad thing. I mean, I get that, you know, scheduling things happen and everything, but to me, it seems like there were some things that they reshot that. Well, let's just say they drop, they really dropped the ball with this movie, not to mention the music. Look, Danny Elf, Elfman, Danny Elfman, I can't even talk right now. The music by Danny Elfman was uninspired. Holy crap, wasn't uninspired. And it really turned me off of the film quite a few times while watching it. Uh, it took me out of the movie. You know, he's just not built for modern cinema. And, and, and honestly, in my opinion, I don't think he was ever built for for doing film scores to begin with because I, I've watched some films recently, even like the old Spider-Man movies and stuff like that. His scores just aren't good. Uh, I, and I'm a music buff. I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that he doesn't have talent. There's just something about his style that doesn't sit right with me, especially in these modern day films. Uh, so if you ask me, I think that Danny Elfman has to just kind of walk away and retire at this point because, man, 
man, was it bad for this movie. Uh, you know, you have someone like Michael Giacchino just sitting right there, sitting right there. Such a, a great, great composer. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I really just, I don't know at this point in time. Just, I, I'm not excited for Marvel right now. I'm not. I'm not excited about DC either right now. And that, and that's disappointing to me because this movie I was amped up about. I was excited about it. But, you know, we got Thor coming out. We got Black Panther. We got Ant-Man. Eh. All right. Cool. Sure. I'll go see him, but I'm not amped up for, for Marvel. There's no direction. We have no direction with Marvel right now. And here's the thing. I get, you know, a lot of people will sit there and say, well, you didn't really have a direction after Iron Man or, or Thor or Iron Man 2. And you're not wrong. However, they did have nods in those films, specifically, actually all three of them did, to S.H.I.E.L.D. and to building the Avengers. They had nods in those three first three films. In five films since Endgame, is it? Let me see. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, No Way Home, and now Doctor Strange. I'll take Black Widow out of that since that's more of a prequel to Endgame. So four films have come out since Endgame that take place after Endgame. Five films because of Far From Home. So, and there's nothing that is really telling us where this is going. And that's an issue for me. You've built this universe and you're not showing us where you're going with it. But... I guess that's just me. I don't know. There's a lot of people that like it. It's made over $500 million in the box office right now. So people are liking it. People are liking it. I just think it could have been done better. But with all that said, guys, let us know in the comments below what you thought of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Was it a hit? Was it a miss? You know, what would you rate it? I hate ratings. I don't do ratings myself. But, uh, you know, let me know below what you think of the movie. Tell me what you would have changed, what you think was bad, where you think the MCU is going. Let me know down in the comments below. Make sure you hit that like button. Smash the like button as hard as you can. Just smash it. Rah! No, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, yeah, make sure you hit subscribe. Uh, share my podcast, my YouTube to as many people and friends as you can. Next week, we are going to be um, doing this. Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're going to talk about what our expectations are for Obi-Wan Kenobi, what our hope is, and what we know so far. It is going to be a very, very Obi-Wan Kenobi heavy episode. Unless some big news happens to pop up, I'm going to try and sway away from news next week because there's quite a bit I want to talk about when it comes to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming up right now. So I'm excited. So definitely join us for that episode because I want to hear your thoughts. You know, we're only, what, 15 days away from that show? Ah, feels like I've been waiting a lifetime for that movie or TV show. Uh, but definitely make sure you tune in next Thursday, 6 p.m., Bridging the Geekdom's YouTube channel for our discussion on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, and before I get out of here, let's just do one thing here. Do you listen to podcasts that sound like this? Hey, welcome back to the Super OK Podcast, where our audio sounds mediocre. Or do you prefer podcasts that sound more like this? Crisp, clear, fun, easy to listen to, and full of awesomeness. Well, then you should check out Spoiler Country, hosted exclusively over at spoilerverse.com.
make sure you head to spoilerverse.com check out spoiler country they are some great group of guys over there john horsley and uh kenrick regan do some amazing work over there it seems like they could be uh doing some pretty cool things here in the near future so i'm looking forward to it uh, so spoilerverse.com where you can look up uh spoiler country on any podcast app or on youtube even but with all that said guys i think that's it i think you know ken had some computer issues wasn't able to make it this week that's okay hopefully he'll be back next week uh yeah it looks like pc is done and getting some updates okay but with all that said I will talk at all of you later.